hello, hello. I don't know if it's my excitement, but that sounded louder in my headphones than it usually does. What's up, people? Welcome to the Trio of Positivity Podcast. Hope you had a great holiday break. It's good to see this face is back on my camera. I think it's been a while since we recorded an episode together. It's really good to be with you guys today. What's up? This is your host, Pen, joined as always by my fellow Positive Brigade members, Miller and Chris. How are we doing, boys? We're doing good. We're on a we're on a tight tight time frame, so we need to great. It, so so good. Yeah, we're so on a good. tight time frame, so we need to get past the pleasantries here. But right. before we move on, cheers, cheers, because I will say that this is going to be my last drink with you two until February. I don't know how I'm going to do it because you guys make me drink a lot, but I'm doing a dry January. So cheers to all y'all. This will yeah, hold me accountable. Dry January. Why, why hey, are people doing that? What's the point? What's the purpose for that? Hey, what's the, what step, of the, what step of the AA program is that? I'm not in AA, bro. Yeah, AA is for quitters. <laughs> this was this this was the last step before I entered AA. I had to try a dry January, so if I don't get through it, then February will be AA month. If uh, well, on a Bears recap we see Miller sweating profusely, we know why. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome everybody. I- I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. We appreciate you joining us today. Here we try and skim the Chicago landscape to bring some positivity into your life. As as Chris said, we're on a time crunch. I'm going to fly by this, but find us on Facebook. We're trying to grow that community. Please go like our page. It's Trio of Positivity Podcast. At Twitter, X, we had at Trio Positivity. And the website, Chris is working very hard to bring more content to you. Chris, any update on the website? I'll be honest, was not expecting that question. It's no. active. You can go to it. <laughs> Any up? No is the answer to that question. So more to come is what he said is what I heard. Um, but uh, great episode for you today. Like I said, we haven't done a show together in a while. It's good to have everyone back. Uh, today we'll talk about the Bears game against Arizona. We'll talk some baseball signing. We'll give you our thoughts on Madhouse on Madison. And close out the episode with Bears, sorry, Atlanta at Bears preview to see if it, there's any positivity there all right i don't know who don't I'm forget going the to fantasy say. the fantasy section we're not gonna uh, forget the fantasy section oh uh, we're on a time crunch so we're allowed to be a little bit off here so no, let... no we won't touch on fantasy at all we're not even gonna mention any matchups that happened last week at all so that's that's my line i'm sticking to it um i don't know who i'm throwing this to but one of you wanted to talk about the baseball signings. Who is that? Who's got something for us? Well, you could have just said, first up, let's jump into the baseball. And yeah, no, rumor I'm... on the street is the Dodgers spent a billion dollars and they could proceed to sign Shohei as well as Yashinobu Yamamoto. Ooh, I nailed that one too. Yay, go me. They signed them to a total of a billion dollars. And you know what? You know what's happening on the north side of Chicago? Crickets. Fucking pieces of shit. 
Um, but in all seriousness, do you think that the Dodgers are just going to run away with everything this year? I don't think so. I mean, they have been like they have signed pretty lucrative deals in the past too, and like it's resulted in some success, but. They've not been the dominant team like they wanted to be, I think. They won 100 every... games last year, and I... now they got arguably the best player in baseball. And although they paid $325 million to a guy that has never pitched in the MLB, he's supposed to be a really good pitcher. At least he wasn't in Jap- Japan. So, I mean, I'm a little nervous, to be honest. You White Sox fans don't need to be because you're not contending anyways. <laughs> God, we're already starting. Jesus, um, I, I, the part that worries me is the ten-year and twelve-year deal. Like, like they, these are like freaking um, foundational pieces for a long time to come, and that's the scary part. But and they're not. They're not. Are, I mean, Shohei's thirty. I mean, what is? I don't know what the, the other guy is, but I don't think he's like twenty-four. So, I mean, realistically, how good is Shohei going to be in five years? He's not going to be MVP caliber, in my opinion. He's going to be a decent player, probably, because he's really good at what he does. But, I mean, people start fading fast once they reach that 30 years old uh, mark. I don't don't consider them foundational pieces for, like, the full contract. At least five what, years. What, squinty to... eyes? What do you want? What do you have to say, Chris? You don't need fucking foundation for ten years. What do you mean? You can get them for three to five years as a foundation player. You're making it sound like it was. It would be for the whole ten year contract. Like that's the, the way he made. made... It. See, that's what he just said. But I'm he saying, said he's worried that it's a ten year contract. It's a ten year contract, but the money is not a money thing. Obviously, mm-hmm. the the pitcher, I think, signed a twelve year. So like, mm-hmm. like they're they're locked into long long term deals. But like, it's really it's a win now kind of move. It's not something that we're expecting to to have an effect. And not to mention, it's been shown in the past that teams who spend a lot of money are not the ones who win the World Series. Like the baseball is is, is yeah, not, I don't know about that. It's not too linear. How much they, money Mookie Betts be signed and the Dodgers got out? Uh, they got swept. So I mean, it's like they won a hundred games. Talk to me about how much swept. money that the Rangers just won. They got swept. They, they won spent 100 about five hundred million dollars last year, and they just won the World That's Series. Great, five hundred million, and they got zero wins last uh, last postseason. I was talking about the Rangers. Oh, the Rangers spent Dodgers. about five hundred million, and they won the World Series. So keep yeah, but talking also about the that. Rangers. But so the Rangers made deals during the season. We, we no, they always... didn't. They signed Degrom. Hang on, we always we always like debate this, right? What does success look like? Is it just World Series or bust? That if that's the like that's the benchmark for success, third like what ninety nine percent of the league or ninety five percent of the league is gonna fail because they're not gonna win. That's not the benchmark for success. Success should be being relevant. Success should be being playing meaningful games in October. That's what success is to me. And that they will be for like they have been, and they will. I don't. Be I don't agree with that. Second. I think success is winning a World Series. You don't need to win multiple. But you need to win one. Yeah, okay. Max Scherzer, by the way, was traded. In okay, I wasn't talking about him. He wasn't included in my five hundred million dollar calculation. But you have to win something in order for your team to be a success. 
Chris, counterpoint, or are you just going to moan and whine over there? He's going to moan my, and whine because he knows he's wrong, as usual. No, my my thing is that I kind of predicted the Otani deal getting 700 I didn't predict that they would just use an American Express card to pay him every couple years. Um, but my thing with baseball is that you're either going to sign for the money or you're going to build a team. The Dodgers at the moment are currently doing both. As far as how to measure success, measuring success always is to make the playoffs. If you make the playoffs, you're fine. Now, if you're building from the bottom to the top, it's progressional steps. It's, you know, 60 wins, 70 wins, 80 wins, something like that. Okay. But if you're if you're making a big signing like this, this is a World Series or bust for the next three years for the Dodgers. They have been relevant. Like, they, it's not they have. Game. Yeah. So, like, like they may put up, <clears throat> put it over the top, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. Usually when teams spend, they get a lot of hate. Like, that's what I'm hearing about Yamamoto. Everybody and their fucking mothers one of them, and now they are like, "Oh, he has never pitched one day in MLB." Get the fuck out of here! If if Cubs sign him, what will you be saying? Would you be saying he's ever pitching? MLB? That concern is no, valid. I'd be saying though. it's the greatest move since uh, I know you, Jake you guys are little, Okay, you guys are fucking. That's what I'm saying. Everyone, but it's a, little, a valid concern. It it is it's, a con- valid concern. How is it not a concern? I we like, spent way too long on this topic. How is it not a valid concern? If someone's paying them three hundred million, I would give them credence that they have done their due diligence to pay them three hundred million. You don't know how he's going to play. At the end of the day, he is a Japanese pitcher. He's never pitched against major league baseball players other than the the World Baseball Classic. He's never been consistently up and down the lineups that we have. So to sit there and say that they did their due diligence, that he. To sit there and say that he that he's going to be fine because the Dodgers did their due diligence is bullshit. Because no one knows how he's going to play. You're just relying on the stats and how he played I, in overseas. I will disagree with you. His I performance in the, in the lie. I, I was about to say that his performance in the World Baseball Classic was enough to get him because the, the most of those teams were stacked with MLB talent. So I mean, like Miller, it, it is going to be a his, what, were his, what were his stats? I don't know. Uh, um, there was one that I saw on Twitter that was brought up when he was signed. Let me see if I can find it. But we are we are kind of dragging on this, so yeah, let's move on. All right, as as he's looking this up, um, like Miller said, um, the teams in Chicago haven't done much, um, nothing really. Um, off note, um, I did want to say because we are talking about foreign pitchers, uh, White Sox did sign a thirty-year-old right-hander who used to play in the majors two years ago um he's the MVP. <laughs> we're talking about a guy that used to play in the majors he's the mvp of the korean baseball organization last year please welcome eric feed to the white Sox. here we go here we go baby it's coming it's coming all right that's <laughs> the that's the only news i could find that was off relevance on the south side it's one more than the Cubs. Is well, don't say. worry. Before long, the Cubbies will have Bellinger back. I still don't, I still don't know if that's going to be a made. A <laughs> you made guys deal. are not even favorites to land them, so. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Who's the Who's the favorites? I don't. I don't follow them. I don't follow. Them. I'll, I'll... You just You just <laughs> made that comment straight out of your ass. Fucking lie, straight up. 
Jesus. Uh, the only team that we were really competing with is was the Blue Jays, and they just signed a center fielder. So the Cubs, I think, are far and away, are probably minus 200 as favorites to land. Now, will it happen? Right. Who knows? Cubs back on Manager. Okay, I guess. I guess you got right. I, I was just throwing it out there just to piss you guys off. Jesus. I got called out. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, you did. All right. Um, we want to talk about Madhouse and Madison before we add into the um, Bears review from last week. It'll be quick. No, because, we're going to uh, talk fantasy football. Let me drop the Madhouse on Madison. Shh, shh. You all shut up. Let the guy that actually knows things talk. Oh, right. All First, right. Then let me up. get started. <laughs> no, we all know that ain't true. Let's start with our Bulls. Bulls have continued rolling, winning three of the last four games in the last week. And do you guys remember a few weeks back when we were talking about the Bulls being the second worst team in the East? Well, now they are in the 10th seed and technically in the play-in tournament for the uh, the playoffs. So interesting turn of events. And like we mentioned before, this is all without their quote-unquote star player, Zach Levine. So interesting point there. We'll see what happens with Zachy. Uh, some a lot of rumors out there saying that the Lakers are going to trade for him. It seems like it's almost a done deal from some sources, but we all know my Twitter universe. Moving on, um, some bad in- injury news here. Um, Nikolai Vucevic uh, is out with a groin injury. Looks like seven to ten days. So we'll see how that affects the team going forward. And then the big news of the night occurred last night against when the Bulls took on the Atlanta Hawks. Andre Drummond, many of you may remember him when he was a star in the league four or five years ago and has proceeded to come to the Bulls thinking that maybe he had playoff hopes. But he set a franchise record for the Chicago Bulls yesterday. He is the first player in Chicago Bulls history to have a 24 point 25 rebound three steals and two blocks in a game yes it's one of those stats don't you love them but realistically he is one of five players to ever put up that stat line in history quite impressive for like a 40 year old to do and ironically it was his first start so what does that say about our decision makers up at uh, in the Chicago Bulls. So uh, that's all I got from the Chicago Bulls. Do you guys have any insight into what's going on on the basketball court? Nope. Okay, uh, let's move on to the ice. The Chicago Blackhawks. Well, like we've discussed continuously when discussing the Blackhawks, they suck. They continue to lose. They are 0-2 in the last few games for the last week. But... Also, like we continue to talk about, it's not about them. It's the Connor Bedard segment of the show. And he did it, ladies and gentlemen. We wondered how long it would take, but he did it. He officially completed the Michigan in an NHL game. Now, many of you may be thinking to yourself, what the fuck does that mean? And that's valid because not many. I didn't know what it was before a few days ago. But essentially what the Michigan is, maybe this will jog your memory when the first Michigan uh, university player did it a few years back uh, during a game. It is essentially a player picking up the puck with their stick 
and throwing it into the net with the puck on the top of the blade. It was very impressive to watch. Connor Bedard went behind the neck, picked it up, and threw it in the top left-hand corner of the goal. It was pretty. It was everywhere. I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't, go check it out. He is electric. He keeps freaking... He keeps making superstar plays, and he keeps us on our toes, and that's all we can ask for. And unfortunately, they suck, and they were up 5-2 to two and proceeded to blow it. But you know what? We can still be happy because Connor Bernard's really, really fucking good. We have to go right now. Oh, God, filthy. Filthy, filthy, filthy. Very all right. Filthy. Thank, Thank you, Miller. Um, Chris, anything to add? No, keep it moving. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, coming up, um, we don't want to talk about this, do we? I, yes, I we do. All right. Um, no, I, I, continue I, got, talking, I got word I can. back. I got word back that no one cares about fantasy football, so we can actually skip this category. Well, it's unfortunate uh, that your team suck and my team rocks, hey, so I will be happy to hey, talk about it. Hang on, hang on. Hey, Chris, can you get the violin going? Yeah, let me find it. Well, as we talked about last week, it happened. Miller beat me for the third time in a row in the playoffs. Again, boys I'm not going to lie. Your quality mic is shit, so the violin is actually louder than you talking. So we'll just have you just continue, that. continue, continue basking in my glory. Well, when the nice two light. Two freaking wide receivers on your team combined for five points, um, you know, and your tight end gives you point zero two. Um, the inevitable happened. I lost by about 20 to Miller. Looks like it was a very winnable matchup. If my people had just combined three people, I'd combined for 20 points. I would have won it. But Miller came through. You know, he's in the Super Bowl, and I'm not. And props to you. That's right, baby. Getting it done. I already have one championship belt, literally, this year. Let's see if I can get a championship trophy to go with my belt. Two championships in one fantasy season? That would be awfully pretty. Um, I'm happy to note that although Boopin continues to doubt the Miami's off, Miami Dolphins' offense, he did perform the chug bet in my presence. So he is wiped clean there. So props to him on that one. And then I have a question for you all because I do have a fantasy relevant team and I need some opinions. So I have three running backs for my flex spot. I have Brees Hall going against the Browns tomorrow. I have Aaron Jones going against Minnesota. And I have CEH going against Kansas City. And I need y'all's input on who I should play. Chris? Any you you have to go um yeah, wait, it's a flex. These are all running backs? Yes. I don't have any don't other have options. Any, this is it. You, nothing on the wide receiver end? No. This is it. It's not a PTR league, so I think this is probably the way to go. I, um, I mean I yes. These are the three options that I'm going with. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, Aaron Jones against Minnesota, he did look decent last game, 
But Minnesota is a pretty stout team to play running, even though freaking Jameer Gibbs torched him last game. I think that's the most shakiest. CH against Cincy, if you can trust him that he's the guy, I think that's the best matchup on paper. Cincy is very, very vulnerable on the ground. Brees Hall against the Browns. I know Browns have a reputation. They are one of the better teams against the run. But Brees Hall is an entire offense. And let's be honest, Brees put you here, right? Brees is a reason. I know, you are I know. So, but I mean... So I think the safer play is Brees. He'll give you... He is going to get fed. He'll have the volume. He might be your play, depending on your matchup. But I think there's a possibility CH versus Cincy might blow up, but again, that's a higher risk play. Uh, with like I'm going to be honest with you. I included Brees, but he isn't even on my radar. Not playing him. I Are think tomorrow's not? game... I, I think tomorrow will be could be very, very bad game. Okay. I, you are, I don't you trust might be overthinking I mean, this. You, don't over, you might be overthinking this. I don't think so. I mean, Brees has been up and down all year based on their matchups. And, yes, he had a huge game last week, and, yes, he got me there, and, yes, he's their whole offense. But when the quarterback turns the ball over or when they're not moving the ball, if they're not making passes, things go downhill fast for him. And just look at the Miami game, and it's a really bad matchup. Last week I went with them, and it paid off because it was a good matchup. I may bite the bullet here, but I'm going to probably go with CEH if Pacheco is out, to be honest. Cincy is pretty vulnerable on the ground. And then if Pacheco is not out, out, then I'll probably go Aaron Jones. Good luck, buddy. Hey, you're the only one that's relevant right now. But both Chris and I are not. So you you have you have the right to do what you feel is right. I don't know. It may backfire, but I'll be happy with it. But Brees isn't really on my radar. I just don't I don't trust him in this spot against <clears throat> one of the best rushing defenses in the league. And overall Brother, that best is defenses. Bold. That is bold. I, I commend your cojones there. I do. How is I wouldn't that be surprised. Bold? I wouldn't be because isn't the isn't the Packers game like um, if they win and they get help they're basically in the playoffs. Yeah, I think so Minnesota I, and the Packers are pretty similar spots. Are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's that bold. I mean, look at the rankings. Brees is like thirty thirtieth ranked running back. Okay, okay. We'll we'll talk offline. We'll continue this offline. Okay. Good luck, Doug. You're the only brother. You're in the championship. I'm rooting for you. You better win. And give me a cut of that profit is all I got to say. Goodbye. <laughs> all right. Um, you guys ready to talk uh, the recap? Um, I know it's your thing to do the recap. I'm usually not part of it. Thank you for doing it late so I could be a part of it. I appreciate that. But um, it's your format. If you guys want to do it, uh, go ahead and get started. I have some stats here so we can talk through this. Or no, we can just just, just talk. Let's just talk. <laughs> we don't need to it's, – it's been almost a week and – Okay. It was Christmas well, I, Eve. I think Chicago Bears learned the lessons from the past mistakes, which I hope they did. Behind a big game on the ground, the Bears jumped to a 21-point lead in the first half, held on, again, learned from the mistakes, and won 27-16 uh, over the Cardinals, who are 3-12. and uh, Bears rushed for over 250 yards. Khalil Herbert, uh, season high, 250 was season high as well. Khalil Herbert went 
112 and a touchdown. Our quarterback went 97 and a touchdown. Um, it was a lowly ranked def- like run team, so it was not um, not um, surprising. But our newly paid kicker, Cairo Santos, put the game away at the end with about a minute to go. Uh, you know, like, let me ask you guys this. You guys are, you know, fields agnostic people. So the game seemed to be slipping away, right? Uh, he threw. Well yeah, let me on... let me ask you before you talk about fields. To me, is why do you think we learned lessons from this game after we almost blew it? Well, so we blew what Broncos? We blew the Lions game. I saw. I was wondering it was going to be one the of the Browns. The Browns games, like I thought, it was one of those games that we we looked okay in the in the first half, and then somehow at the end we lost our way, and it was very close. We threw an interception, then went three and out. Like, they scored a touchdown, they went three and out. And I was like, oh, shit, we have seen this game before. But the defense came out clutch, uh, stopped them on a fourth and six, uh, and then we scored uh, to, like, basically solidify the win at the end. So that's why I think it was yeah, like, Yeah, oh. I, I don't – I see, that stuff doesn't, to me, make it seem like we learned our lesson and we're now not going to blow games. We basically blew that game. Like, the offense in the second half had one drive. Everything else was like six six plays. They had a few three and outs. They had a six six play drive, but they didn't score other than when the defense stopped them when they went for fourth uh, for fourth down on their twenty seven yard line. So it's not like the offense came out and lit it up and put us away. Where that would to me mean that we learned our lesson. Like we're not going to be in this situation. No, we basically got lucky that their offense sucked and our defense was good. Um, I mean, so I don't, I, I don't to get lucky. like DJ Moore. Was no, out. you don't. So Komet didn't even play the second half. So the number one and number two passes were, were not out there. Like he threw didn't... for 170 yards and you're going to seriously sit here and talk about how, Oh, we didn't have a weapon. So that's the reason why we didn't do anything on offense. In the second we half, ran for we like did not have 200 yards. In the second half, Komet didn't play and like more didn't play. This is legit facts I'm throwing at you. That's why we look. No, I understand that, but this game wasn't won through the air. It was won on the ground. So what does it matter if a few players weren't? I mean, I'm not saying it's impactful, but to sit here and say they learned their lesson and they weren't blowing this game is is not correct because they were. They just got lucky that they're that Arizona's a horrible team and their offense sucks. I mean, them stopping is your. You say they get lucky. I say that's what they but learned. Our, but our lucky. offense can't put anybody away. So now you can continue on your question with Fields so I can bash him. Go ahead. Okay. Like, how was your confidence on Fields? Please tell me. Chris, you could start since you're, like, sitting there, like, not commenting at all. This was a game that I can honestly say Kyler Murray looked better than Fields. It's kind of sad to say, and that offense was horrible. Like, the Cardinals was awful, but Kyler Murray looked better than Fields. It is what it is. I mean, throwing the ball, passing the ball. Yeah, I mean, I I I just can't watch Fields anymore. I don't know what it is. Like, I get that we didn't have certain players, and again, I can go back to like the whole coaching thing. Um, one hundred and fifty yards, man. No, he didn't have one hundred and seventy, or one hundred and seventy. Sorry, but like. It felt like 150. I, I'll be honest with you. This is probably, like, maybe with the pass catchers playing, you'll hit 200. 
but I think even if Justin Fields on his best day, we are probably getting 220 yards. Uh, maybe but I told you, like we talked about this in the past, like he's not even hitting the national average. Like it's, it's, he's not, it's even... not even, God. go ahead, Miller. Like I, I was we're afraid just, to talk we're about back this. In the dumpster. We're back in the dumpster. He's not even going to average 200 mm. yards a game in the NFL. He probably won't. And he's averaging 190 right now. I, I, I said at the beginning of the year, I don't want that from a quarterback. And I think it was last week or the week before I said, I'm done. And that's my stance. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want him to be my quarterback in the future. And I will, I will preface that with the fact that this is only because we have the number one pick. Well, pretty much. Sure. Well, guaranteed. It's, it's, um, it's not guaranteed yet, but it's pretty it's much. Pretty close. They need to win both their games, essentially. Yes. But, um, okay. Like, again, which putting it out there, like, do you have the confidence? I know we're going to talk about the game here in a little bit, and I know we're keeping this very field centric. Do you have the confidence that field can outperform what he's been doing to get us those two wins? I think to Boopin's point, I think this is fields. I think fields will throw 200 yards and run 100 yards if we win. And I don't think that's sustainable. Because you look at him, he was hurt this year. He was hurt last year. He was probably hurt the year before. So it's like him doing that isn't sustainable. And obviously his fourth quarter performance is pretty fucking awful. Like there's a reason we blow these games. And a lot of times it's not because of the defense. Yes, the defense is giving up points, but the offense isn't moving the ball in the second half. And that's across the board in a lot of these games. And you can make excuses, but I told myself at the beginning of the year, there were no more excuses. He has a number one wide receiver. He has a top 10 tight end. He has a few weapons on the offensive line. Are they elite? No, they're not. But you know what? If Tyler Bajan can go two and two, Justin Fields should be able to throw for more than 200 fucking yards. That's my opinion. That's how I'm standing. Bring on Caleb Williams, baby. Okay. We, we talked about injuries to the quarterback, right? Right now in the league, like how many fan bases would be fucking ecstatic to have Justin Fields as their quarterback? You think? Let's be let's be real. Let's, probably, let's I like, mean, realistically, if I, you're going to be realist about this, probably ten. Yeah. Can I counter 10 with the question? Yeah, maybe more. Please. Probably more. Problem. I, I, I'm guys... saying closer to half the league would be happy with Justin Fields, but twelve is a pretty good number. Yes, Chris. But let me counter something and. Not to bring in my other team, but this was brought up on as as a discussion I saw. Pittsburgh um, Steelers. What, what's your other team? Yeah, Kenny Pickett possibly being let like let out of Pittsburgh. Okay, um, that's fine. Bye. I don't want like, him. I don't want. No, 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 no. What I was saying is, if if Would you, you have, have these two quarterbacks that they both leave, do you think Fields will still be better than Pickett? Yeah, the I think Fields is more dynamic. He offers more than Pickett does. Okay, look at what yeah. I was only I was only bringing that up because I think that while there's going to be a lot of teams out there, I think. But again, it, 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 I don't know how the Bears. Is, I, we, Miller and I talked me, about this uh, the last chance I had. I don't know what the Bears are going to do if if they have to like trade him and kind of take a, a loss on it. Then so be it. But it, it's it's just weird. It's weird to kind of. The expectation of Fields has now digressed to the point that 
it, uh, we have to trade him. Like that's the conversation that is leaning towards. But there's other people in the fan base that want to live in the past and still want him to be this dynamic player. But he he hasn't shown it. Like I don't. There's no other way to explain it. Like no, we're, that's we're incorrect. playing on hopes and dreams. We're playing on. No, hopes and dreams. he has shown the one thing he has shown is that he's a dynamic player. Consistently, he's consistently dynamic. He offers no, things that no other quarterback in this league offers. You cannot say he's he not dynamic. Offer, he doesn't offer passing, so no. Okay, Sorry. then you can say that, and I will 100% support that, but you can't say he's not dynamic because he is. Dyn- and, Miller, dynamic to me, when you compare that He's a playmaker. He's a playmaker. It's not, it's not Fields, though. I'm sorry. Fields well, is a playmaker. playmaker. If you were to compare him to another quarterback from Baltimore, you're really going to put them in the yeah. same – yeah, who's in the running for MVP? Yes, please go on. Are you not? Is he not a dynamic player? But yes, is he not more dynamic, dynamic than players. Fields? No, Miller saying there's a, that's there's the a, potential. There's a comparison that's a of being. That's a ceiling for Fields, at least. That's, that's not even a ceiling. Boomin, that's not even the third foot of his. That's not even the third step but, of his ladder. Like he's not even there. That's what I'm trying to say. Like he's he's not at a point where I can comfortably say I can see him being that. That's what I'm trying no, to say. He's right. He doesn't have the passing prowess that um, uh, Lamar has. And you can sit here and give excuses like everybody fucking else in the world, but he hasn't done it. He doesn't average over. I mean, what does Lamar average? I think he's at 3,300 yards this year. Fields has never gotten close to that. Like, I don't even think he's broken like 26. Like, I don't, I don't know. But like, he just. He doesn't have the passing ability that I was hoping that he did. And you can sit here and say, oh, it's an offense. This is offensive coordinator, blah, blah, blah. It's this, it's that. We need Marvin Harrison Jr. We need two elite wide receivers. Maybe, maybe we do. Maybe he does. But I don't want a quarterback where I need to surround him with elite talent. I want a quarterback that that can raise up the team, not bring it down all the time. Like 100% agreed. And I, I hope you guys would agree that I have like, I have not been like fields or nothing. Like I have said, if he doesn't prove itself, we will move on. I have said that, but like think of like Lamar in the bad years, right? When they haven't been relevant, like he's also like he needs a couple of things to work in his favor, right? Why did they make the offensive coordinator switch this year to Todd Munkin and Ravens? Is because that he's playing at a different level. He's more comfortable that back okay. there. Okay, he already wanted there's- MVP. But here's the thing, Boopin, and this is the one thing that I will bash the Bears on, is that, and then we'll we'll switch off of this because I I feel like that game, it was uh, it, the Bears needed to lose that game and they they hung on barely to win it. Good for them. We were six and nine, giggity. But here's my thing: if the Bears made a move, a calculated move to make Justin Fields better, his passing is still ineffective. Like and if, that's and that's to be a dynamic player is that you have a little bit of everything to get out of situations. If Justin Fields needs to make a pass to get out of something, he'll probably make that pass four times out of ten tries, that's and fair. that's not good enough. No, again, I mean, that's fair. Have you seen Lamar play this year? It is a lot of like, okay. Like, he's not looking to run first. He's looking to throw first. And even that, like, he tries to run, but when he runs, he's safer about it. If you watch him play this year, it seems like he's, okay, like, so, taking more into account. That's all I got to say. It looks so like two things thing. about Lamar. 
Two things about Lamar. First thing is he won the MVP award his second season in the NFL. He threw for almost 3,300 yards, ran for 1,200, and combined got about 45 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, you're already basically you're going to be a starting quarterback for the rest of your career, right? That is where the expectations were for Fields. He has not met those expectations at all. Second point with Lamar is you talk about the offensive coordinators, and that's fair, but you bring that home. So you want the Bears to get an offensive coordinator, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Who's to say it's going to work again? Like, why, why, why? Everybody says we need a new offensive coordinator. Why do you think it's going to work? We brought in Getze. What if we bring another guy that's Getze? Then are we going to start in two more years and, and say, oh, we need a new offensive coordinator when you're paying the guy $30, $40 million? Like, I get it. It could be Getze. It could be Nagy. It could be Getze. That could very well be real. But you know what? When you have that number one pick, when you can start over, you got to do it at this point. Like, you can't say blame everybody else and, and hope that this kid automatically clicks and you get the perfect situation. You just you don't know if that new offensive coordinator is going to work, and you can't take that chance considering his contract. You're going to be paying out the nose in two years. Yeah, in two years, that's a good point. Like I, I saw a couple of TikToks that were like, in two years, if you pay him the full amount and we he plays out his fifth year option, we pay him about thirty one million dollars, like about eight million or something this year, and then like twenty five million or twenty two million the following year. That was the other part of it. Is like. Two years, 31 mil for a quarterback that, like, if you make the right moves, I don't think is a lot. But I can also see Caleb Williams has talked about being this generational guy, so I can also see that move. Um, honestly, Can I be uh, honest with you, though, Bupin? Yes. Even if it's a contract thing, do you think if he was on his last year right now, you would sign Fields? No, not right now, no. Then there we go. So, like, that... That's that is enough for people to understand. Like, if you were to change the the, the topic he's a guy of on a thirty year contract, I think we are blowing. It doesn't matter if this was his last year. If he was playing for a contract, and this is what is being presented, there's no there's no like one year deals to move him on. Like it's it's done. If like, you were in to... that position of of having him on his last year of contract, this would be a no brainer. We cut him. We draft the quarterback. We move on. Why would but you it's just I mean, all, like having you have two years on the contract? That's just dumb. But to Chris's point, Boopin, the good quarterbacks they get signed this offseason. There you go. That's what I was gonna say. Like right. the good quarterbacks they get signed, I believe, after this year. Am I am I crazy? No, I thought no, it was year like, three. Like but you're after thinking like Herbert Burrows of the world, you know what you're thinking. And it's fair. I would love to like sign him. And I think Fields know that he's not getting a contract too. I I think. There's like Jalen Johnson. There's a couple other priorities there. But uh, we, we've talked about this enough. Um, let's quickly touch on positivity score for Fields before we move on to the Bears. Positivity score. I don't know if I saw this right, Miller. Is it negative two that you're rating Fields or two? No, that was a slant. But, I, but I, I'm, I'm lowering my score. I'm at a one. One. Okay. I'm done with him. I don't think he's coming back. I think he's sealed his fate, and it's unfortunate because I do think he's a good leader. I think he. I just don't think he's got the arm. Well, I don't think he's got the defensive reading abilities and the 
anticipatory throws that are needed to be an NFL quarterback. Unfortunately, I do hope him success, and I was rooting for him the entire time because I do think he's a good guy. But he just when you have the number one yeah, pick, there was a great story of him reuniting a family for for a. Uh, uh, I can't remember if it was a. It's military, but I can't remember what branch. Like, I I get it from a field perspective. Like on the field, I I'm kind of with the same as Miller. Like Kyler Murray played better than him. Like Kyler Murray's been in the league for seven years, dude. Every if before this game though, people were saying that Fields was still better than him. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like I'm not saying, but you am I right though? Like you can't say that either and just be like, well, yeah, whatever. Like. People before this game were saying that Fields is better than Murray, right. and Murray's been here for seven years. Like that's still a knock. Like whether you want to agree with it or not, like he outperformed them. And uh, a three and twelve I mean, team. For the, out- for the record, for the record, it, so but they were Joe both Flacco. dog shit. So did Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I mean Flacco like, was a number one quarterback this week, so it's like very difficult. But anyway. <laughs> Um, he, he outperformed him last week. Too. Hey, Fields, uh, Chris, Fields positive score before we move on the Bears. Uh, I, I don't, Miller, do you remember? I think I was at a three. You I'll were at a three. A I think you might have been at a four. I think you might have. Four. I might have been at a four. Then yeah, I'll 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 give him a little bit of respect. I'll say a three. I'll just knock him down. Uh, I'll say a four. I think like he's not there as an average quarterback in NFL, but he's pretty close. I'll give him a four. No, we're, that's not the pot. The, the, this that's score the, is specifically the, related to related whether to he will him. be a bear next year. Oh, yes. if it's above five, he's oh, going to oh, be a bear. Yeah. If it's below five, you don't. Do you think the percentage is he won't be oh, a bear? See, I haven't done this. Uh, uh, I, uh, I, 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 I. This is why I struggle with no, this no, question. No, no, no. Looking time. at this group, I should be a six because I, I am the only believer here. But again, like, so if you if you think you'll be here, that's sixty percent. All right, six. Fuck you. Let's do it. Let's go. I'm planting my flag. Jesus Christ! I'm a field guy. I hate being with homers. I hate being with homers. Okay, Bears positivity score after the win. <sighs> this defense is looking really good. Flu's coming back. Um, I think. I think. I think if the. I think if the Bears defense plays like this, we're winning out. So I will give a six to the Bears positivity score. Wow. This, that's five I, I will on give the defense. A, that's five on the defense. I think I was going <laughs> to give a six, too. No, I'll, I'll do a five. Just because I think Chris is right. But go ahead, Boopin, and then I have a point before we move on. That's tough. I It was at home. Um, I think we were up 21-7 in the first half. Second half, we scored, like, barely two field goals. So, like, I, I see you guys' point. Um I'll say a five. Um, listen, I want to bring this up real quick, and I think it, it it's gonna trigger something because it triggered me. Um, if the Bears actually won against the Browns, and they won this week, they are in contention for a playoff yep. spot. That's, why? Do, why that's is how... that triggering you? You should be thinking about the three games that they were above ninety percentile chance. They could be but no, but like the reason nine I'm saying and six this... right now. No, but that's but listen, I'm saying this because this defense alone could have mustered up a playoff appearance that would have ruined everything that we would have wanted to do for and next no, year. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny? It, well, first of all, it wouldn't ruin everything that we want to do next year, but it could ruin 
Fields. We may not be having this conversation. We may not, if that's we, what I'm saying. If we're that's nine and I'm six, saying. Fields may be our starting quarterback. But the fact that he even is, if, but okay, here's my question. Here's my question. Fields is probably going to play this week. But what do you mean, if probably? you were the GM of this team, I'm just saying he's going to play. Fine. Uh-huh. If you were the GM of this team, would you think about sitting him against the Packers? To get a back if your mind's team? made up on whether you're keeping him oh. or whether you're drafting trip okay, because you will know what pick you have probably after this week. If you have that number one pick, you will know whether you're going to probably move on or whether you're going to keep him. Would you play Fields if you were going to draft a quarterback with that number one pick? Such a loaded question. I I feel like okay, what's what's the best scenario? We have the number one pick. He gets he gets traded. You probably want to give him like a good game to go out on. So I feel like you play him and make him look good so you get a better draft pick. So I say you play him. Plus, why, so why give I am... Packers a fucking playoff if you can fucking shut it down? What does it matter? It's the best. Listen, I think Boopin, Boopin is on to something. I will say, if if I am the coaching staff and I have the confidence that... This is, this is I know you guys are going to shit on me, but this is just how I'm thinking. If I believe that Fields can throw over 300 yards the next two games, it would get him close to 3,000 3, for the year. Combined? That could make him look good on a trade scenario. But if I don't think he can get any better, his current numbers is 2,100 yards passing, 15 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. That's horrible. He needs to beef those numbers up a little you bit. Have to, you have to include rushing for his total picture. But you're I right. mean, I'm sorry. the bottom you're, line you're right. is, you're right. Chris, he's played 39 games in this league. His portfolio is out there for everybody to see. I don't think two games is going to change Atlanta Falcons from giving us a second round pick to a first round pick. That's just my opinion. I think if the GM, I don't think he'll do it. I don't. I think Fields is playing. But if the GM is going to take a quarterback with that number one pick and he's trading Fields in the offseason, that motherfucker should be on the bench. Because if he gets hurt, if he tears an ACL then we're losing tons of draft capital. That's how I feel. uh, That's what I would do. I probably wouldn't because I don't know if I have the balls to do it, but that would be my thought process. The only counter I would give to that is if the Bears come out and they win the following two games, it's going to look really good for other free agents to want to come to this on the brink team that are like at the 500 mark. It already looks good. The defense looks good. Like, and if you get a brand good. new quarterback, I mean, DJ Moore has 1100 yards. Come on, like we, the offense doesn't look terrible. Like Komet has. A- oh, stop it! No, no, no! Don't, don't nitpick with DJ Moore. Like I could. Oh, come on, dude! No, seriously, no, I'm sorry, I can't. You're DJ gonna compare- Moore has 1100 yards. You are correct. He is a stud. But after that, you have nobody. Like, Moody had, does he even have 300 yards? No, like, I don't think so. I mean, I know you have Komet. Yeah, Komet but like, has, like, 700 yards. But it's like, there's... It's not like they're lighting it up. I, I We never said that. I never said that. You, But you made it sound like... But you made it DJ seem Moore has like, 11, oh my god, like, DJ's keep, doing so good. Don't DJ, rip up yeah, the offense. Like, but... It's like DJ's the only part of the offense. You guys make it sound like, like offense shit. does not get on the field, and it's not true. Boopin, 
the in the game of football, the <laughs> offense still good. has to get on the field. You know when? When the other team scores a shit ton of points, that offense is still going to go on the field. Well, so that's if irrelevant. If your defense is good, like you're saying, that won't happen, right? But Boopin, if our defense was if our defense is good, our defense can win us games where they only allow 13 points. Do you have the confidence that this offense can score 14 points to win us a game? Yeah. With that O line, with that O line, I, oh, I do. Come on, that's that's a low bar. Fourteen is low, but twenty, I don't. 20, I don't yeah. have their say, confidence say, that they can score over say 20. twenty. And then I'll. Like, I think say. they need defensive help to score more than yeah, twenty but, points. But that's the and that's always been the Bears. So sadly, yes, I agree with you guys. Anyway, that's why right, I don't want to continue this. Con- okay, but we're gonna play Atlanta, so who knows? Okay, talk about Atlanta. They're coming up, right? You so six and nine. What I want to do in this section moving forward is like kind of bring storylines from both teams so we can kind of talk about the quarterbacks, the running backs, like you know, people on the team we want to talk about. So let's talk about us first. Six and nine, last place in the NFC North, Chicago Bears welcome Atlanta Falcons to Soldier Field, looking to build on the twenty-seven to sixteen victory last week that we just talked in detail about. The running game took over and had their best effort with pass catchers banged up in the contest. Miller, please look away. Uh, which might be the case against Atlanta because their pass defense ranks in the top 10, but the run defense is closer to the average in the league. So they, tell me, boys, what are you looking for this game on the Bears side especially? Uh, you know, what are you looking for, you know, like Komet, more running game, field? Komet's not playing. Is he out? Oh. Yeah, Komet's okay. out. I mean, it hasn't well, been determined, but if he has yeah, a knee but... injury, he's not playing. And I wouldn't play him. Uh, I mean, we don't have anything to play for. Like, he shouldn't play. So well, I don't do, think he's going to play. N- not like from a playoff position. He's a tough uh, son of a We do have some a 1% for, chance but... of making the playoffs. So I don't think it's going to happen. So what am I looking for? I'm looking for the defense to continue building. This is probably one of the best rushing defense or teams in the league. We've been very stout against the rush. So I'm interested <laughs> to see how the defensive front does. I'm interested to see if we get turnovers. Do we know who the quarterback's going to be? Is it going to be Heineke again? Yep. Yep. So we'll see. It should be. It'll be interesting on the lakefront again. I mean, Atlanta's not really an outdoor team, so I expect the Bears to put up a good fight. I expect the defense to probably get two or three turnovers, and I think that may be enough to put us over the top. It is going to be a cold and windy day in Soldier Field. Um, I think the run game will definitely be a priority. Uh, I don't know. It's it's I, one of those things where I would assume the Bears would need to win to kind of save jobs at this point. So, um, as far as like the storyline is concerned, and I was having a conversation with Miller about this um, before we started recording about certain things that was said in the press. Um, it's it's gonna be a lot of players that are gonna get looked at to see if they're gonna be staying. So I expect the Bears to come out swinging. Okay, Bears. Are- the one thing that points, before yeah. to cut off Boop and one thing I want to give props to, um, that we didn't touch on in the last segment is Khalil Herbert. He came out and actually ran like a running back. So props to him. Career. Um, it'll interest. It'll interesting to see if he gets the start this week or if Foreman comes back. From his personal issues. Sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to no, put that one there. No, he as well as the Bears 
at their best rushing effort, I think. Um, but uh, over under 37 and a half and Bears are a three point favorite. But you guys touched on it. Um, how, what? 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 How much favorite? Three points. Oh, I thought you said six. I was like, what? Holy fuck. I'm just happy we're favorite, and, honestly. And even though the Bears are in last, I do want to preface this to our fans in Detroit. Congratulations. 30 years and you finally yep. clinched an NFC North. Brian, well done. Even though we're last. Brian, well done. I know I'm on Twitter a lot more than you guys are, but have you guys listened to an Eberflus speech after a I win? have I, I I I saw this I know what you're talking about I don't want to talk <sighs> I, I like even, I I don't know I do is bad I do is bad like listening to it but I don't have a lot of experience like listening to coaches around the league but then when I listen to Dan Campbell. what's his name from Detroit give his speech I'm like holy fuck this, this is really bad Eberflus and really the coach sucks from the coach from Miami on Hard Knocks I I love him well, see, that, see, those episodes have been so no good. That, that's what I'm saying I think like had Eberflus had some success too like they were talking about in one of the podcasts I listened to will he come off sounding like a smart person because McDaniel's just like talks the same way fuck this and shit that and whatever, whatever. But like, because he's doing well, like all, everything he fucking throws, even shit on the wall looks fucking good. Cool. But even if doesn't on... say that though, he yeah. just sounds oh. bland oh. and boring. He doesn't swear. He doesn't get people like hyped up. He just says like the same thing over and over again. That's we can actually do this, the point guys. I was going to say about, it. I was going to bring that up about McDaniels on hard knocks here. He's like telling all the other players, like, Hey, you guys need to shit on these guys and talk shit to them when they mess up. Like, I love that. Like that, that to me is such a gamer mentality where it's it like, even fun. though you're on the same team and you're trying to practice, like, nah, fuck these guys. You know what I mean? No, no. But yeah, go ahead, Boobin, keep us no, going. Awesome. So you guys brought this up already. Uh, <clears throat> Atlanta runs the balls second most in the league and they are the eighth best team um, run team in the league. So like Miller's brought it up perfectly. That would be a great matchup for us this week. But talking about Atlanta Falcons, they're 7-8. and eight. They're number two in the NFC South. They're still alive in the divisional race. Um, tied with New Orleans and one game behind the red-hot Tampa Bay. They are coming off a win as well at home, 29-10, against the surging uh, Colts. Um, but they changed their quarterback last week to Taylor Heineke. Like Arthur Smith, their coach, is on the hot seat probably more than... Uh, our coach, which I'll bring up in a minute, but the last thing I want to say is with the quarterback change came um, came a little return to normalcy because B. John Robinson, the star running back, got close to 20 touches and about 25% of the remaining touches went either to Kyle Pitts or Drake London. So talking about that, the question of the day, and this is for me, I hope it's for you too, which head coach is likely not back with the team next year if they lose tomorrow? Or Sunday. I think Arthur Smith is already in his grave, personally. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <clears throat> Not, Not the grave. Just sacked. He's done. <laughs> like, I don't I think, think he's gone. got a chance. Was, I think, think Irbeflus has a chance just because of how the defense has turned around. Um, but oh, yeah, I think right. Arthur Smith is pretty much done just the way he's used their weapons and the way that team is just flopped um, um 
Miller, yeah, to add to your point, uh, I keep forgetting. Like, this is the thing with Flus, with the Flus. Do you think the handling well, of the personnel at the beginning of the year is like a black mark? Like, a... So the thing is with that, like, you don't know what happened. So how well, can you it technically did, be a black but... mark? <laughs> hey, that could still be the case. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, from the fact that he fired or, you know, not fired, but th- there were changes and he's still maintaining this really great defense. I think that might be enough to keep him another year. But um, that's a great question, Boop and I. But it, I, it's agree- interesting. I originally thought I, that they were both gone, but now that Miller brought up the defenses, I'm like, man, that's a, that's a good point. But, he he, might, but he you also have to think about this question, talking about it, not to get back in the fields, but if you're going to keep Iberflus, are you going to keep fields? Or are you going to get a new quarterback? We've, that's the We've thing. done it. The Bears have historically kept the quarterback, or historically kept the coach. I know, and it's never worked out. So why it's not never, start fresh? Because the Bears are the kind of team that are managed, and they say, hey, you know what? It, if we but, did it once, but we, we, should, we well shouldn't be like it. that anymore because we got Kevin Warren. It shouldn't work like that. Whether it was uh, or a, not. That's a whole other that's a whole other scenario, I don't know. and I don't I even just, want to get into that. I don't know. I don't know. I think Flus has a better chance of staying just because they have shown improvement this year. So, they have. Yeah. They blew some historic games. So the Falcons But I mean, owner, if Chris is right and they do end up winning the next two games, you're talking about, what is that? Eight and, eight and nine. Eight and nine? Like, as, as we predicted. Yeah. Uh, no, but I'll speaking of like, predictions, uh, oh wow! Does everybody remember my last week's prediction? I got no props for it. Wait, what? It was twenty-seven seventeen. You freaking nailed it! I thought one of us hit it. We were all around the twenty-seven mark. I didn't hit it exactly, but I was pretty damn close. Yeah, no one cares. Then. <laughs> you 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 mentioned close. Coming <laughs> from no you is hilarious. Then. Wait, what was your prediction? Twenty-seven eighteen. What was your prediction? Mine was twenty-seven seventeen. Oh, I was so close. Okay, yeah, sorry, yeah. So close. Chris was not it. Was claiming that he was right when he was like got one opposite. No, no, no. Shit. The other team scored as many points as he predicted. I had him flipped. I had him flipped. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, no, Miller. Great segue, boys. Time for prediction. Uh, Atlanta is coming here to our house. Both teams are riding high. Both teams have a lot on the on the line, right? In terms of the future, what do you think the final score is going to be? Who comes out on top? Actually, how about you start us off? Okay, Chris, as I do that, look up the rating rankings too, okay? For our... Oh. Um, okay, what do I think is going to happen? I would say it's a similar game. We win 24-13. Ooh, big spread. Big spread. I'm saying 2017 Burst. That, that's probably smarter than what I did, but uh, you're gonna have to give me a second because you asked me to do something and you didn't even give me any time. Okay, to, well, I'll, I'll, I'll get... talk more about this. I'm, I'm <laughs> um, hoping that Taylor Heineke, who's like a you know like boomer bust quarterback, like comes back to earth. Like Bears have played really good defense, have picked up the quarterback a lot. I hope we intercept him a ton and then shut down the running game and. That's how we get to 24-13. I would say it's going to be a closer game than we want it to be. 
And I think it's going to be 23-20 Bears. Oh, wow. Everyone's so close. Over-under is 37.5, so Miller's fucking on the money. But Got you. It's not like I planned that or anything. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so I, I got some updates for you boys. Uh, I was out sick, so again, thank you guys for covering. Um, yeah, how was the heart feeling a little bit better. Huh? How was the hearts violence? I don't know if you follow. So impressive getting getting hurts on the field for the loss in Seattle, and then getting the virus yourself and dealing with it. You're such a stud. I, I thanks one. I'm hoping you 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 probably didn't listen to the episodes, but the rumor we spread was you were <laughs> helping hurts. You were hurts' doctor. Yeah, with his oh, and that's why you got him on the field, but got hurt in the process. That's why you can join us last week. That's well, you know, it is what it is. Um, happy to report that Miller's on a current four game losing streak. Actually, no, you're not. He's winning. He's winning. You're winning. I had flipped this backwards. I'm sorry. You're at nine wins. You have the win from last week. Um, I, Boopin, you have eight wins. Oh, there's Packers for the win. I know Miller's gonna say a lot. I can't wait for Fields to get benched. Um, Bears lost against Cleveland, mm-hmm. and Bears won against Detroit. So let me recount. But I believe Miller, you're at nine. Uh, Boopin, you're at eight. One, two, three, four, five, six. You're at seven, and I am at seven. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. But with that, boys. Um. Well, I would normally advise to switch it over and end the show. Uh, I want to bring this up because I don't want to wait a week to talk about it, and I only want to spend five minutes on it or less. Breaking news. Russell Wilson. There's a whole scenario that apparently I wasn't aware of, but to give a long story short, the Broncos approached Russell Wilson two days after the upset win in Kansas City and told him he would be made inactive for the rest of the season if he did not adjust his contract and defer his injury guarantee for 2025. Apparently, this brought a whole bunch of news, and what's being reported now is that the Broncos are expected to cut Russell Wilson in March. How do you guys feel about Russell Wilson and this report, which uh, I'm going to credit Dove Kleeman on Twitter and uh, yeah, Dove Kleeman on NF- at NFL underscore you Dove. Credit Quinn. him because he usually steals people's news. So make sure that. Well, that's, that's the tweet that I. That's the tweet that I no, it, pulled up. So it's, I'm, it's, I'm it's been widely reported. Like he was being benched. That that's what it was firstly reported. Then it was reported it was for injury concerns, just to make sure he's good for next year and all of things. But like the main one is DM Rossini is the main tweet that came out going to give credit to anyone i think she's a reporter um with one of the teams but no dude like that's what i want org to be like Peyton is so powerful in that have you seen him yelling at uh, his team on the sideline he doesn't care who he's talking to he yells at him i would love to have a head coach like that that's just has this like record and can stand behind it and like you know can call people out like that but I don't know. Russell had a decent year this year. They haven't looked great, but like he brings them back to the game. I think the loss in New England was a turning point. They were in the playoff conversation otherwise. I don't like 
that it's a contract thing if it's being reported the way that it's being reported and Miller's probably going through Twitterverse to Charlie find some other stuff and we'll probably talk about this more next week which we could probably get a, an additional topic because I'm sure we're going to find out what's going to happen if he's going to obviously he's going to be benched but we're going to see what reports come out in the future um this is one of the fears that I have with quarterbacks is you start writing this narrative of we all kind of agreed that Denver overpaid for Wilson. And now you have a new coach that wants to have his vision and he's just changing shit. So if the Bears were to get a new coach. I personally will interject here and say, I don't think anybody agrees that Denver overpaid. I think now you can say that they overpaid, but I think at the time, I don't think you would say that they overpaid. I mean, he was very good in Seattle. The Bears were looking to offer three first-round picks for him. And Denver, I don't think they I think they gave two in a few seconds. So I don't think you can say that they overpaid for him based on his, his stats yeah. in Seattle. I think what that proves is how good of coach Pete Carroll is and that Russell Wilson isn't as good as his stats were. That's what I think. I think his contract's too much. I think Sean Payton is using his muscle to start from the bottom up. I think this is probably a bad move. I think it it sets back the organization like we talked about earlier. I think if you're going to do this, why aren't you trading your your pieces at the trade deadline to get something for them? Because this team isn't going to be relevant for the next two. I mean, they were on like a five-game, seven-game winning streak, guys. They were like riding high after the initial – like collapse if i can call it that right they gave up after that 70 point game to the miami they were on like a five seven i don't know how many game winning yeah but i mean all the reporting is is like they knew this was coming yeah I, I it made it seem that's why i wanted to preface with the story if and it sounds like it's true that if the broncos basically talked to him when they beat Kansas City. the the chiefs that they were going to make him inactive like that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games ago. So it's like it, it's like they, you it's, had to know this was coming. Like he's been he no, pl- not like he's this. been playing not like this though. No, you, I meant like the team did because he's played. Oh, yeah, okay. I think he's the seventh best quarterback rated in the NFL. Has over so 3, if you're going to be cutting yards. the seventh best quarterback in the NFL, you had to have known for some time this is coming. Yeah. So so. He's got 3,000 yards, 26 touchdowns, 8 interceptions at this moment. No. Like, at no. Okay. Who wouldn't take those stats? Yeah, like, he's, yeah. He's... I just wanted to bring it up because, again, it's breaking news, and I do want to see what uh, more comes out of this. So, no, like, sorry no, to kind of end it with that. Quarterbacks are, like, the news, like, um, whatever, Tommy Cutlets got benched. Um, Jer- DeVito. Yeah, DeVito. Um, the, who someone else too? Like uh, someone else was starting. Like there's three different quarterback changes in the tiny or the Washington guy. Yeah, Percet is starting over. Starting so it's been a, like a lot of coaches are like, well, if I'm getting fired anyway, at least in Washington, he's like, I'm going to show you what I'm capable of. Is what's happening. It seems. So before we sign off, do you think the quarterback uncertainty with so many teams is a positive or a negative for the Bears and Justin Fields? Justin Fields, it's a positive for the Bears. Either we trade, you think so? Either we trade the number one pick for a lot, or we trade Fields for a lot. 
It does make me wonder what the Broncos are looking to do and if the Bears have that one. Do we do we want to trade it to, Dude, to Denver? The Broncos and, and... gamble, man. Those people like, oh, my God. Like, remember Peyton Manning? They brought him here and gave him all the tools and won the Super yeah. Bowl. Those people are the freaking – that's what they were hoping. Again, I'm sure with Russell Wilson, like a quarterback, like – in his prime decline, like let's let's get him up here and we'll figure it out. That's probably was the game plan, but it didn't work for them. But hey, they have a Super Bowl since we were alive, so fuck them. Um, all right, boys, I think that was the show. You guys ready to call it quits? Well, let's go ahead and call it quits. All right, we're gonna clock out here. Thanks for listening. We hope that you would hit that like and subscribe button if you brought any joy into your life today we are a young podcast so keep that feedback coming we'll keep this positivity going even with fields playing for us but in this misery we are together and we celebrate that have a great night everyone bye